Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Redmond TV, a women's podcast. There's no Lauren this week. We are joined by Chris and I think, I think it's episode 80, which is mad. I still can't believe we're still going. 80 episodes is actually a joke. Um, but thanks for joining me today. Lauren's heavily busy with uni work as we all are at the moment. So, so just calling, in the, calling up the reserves. Yeah, <laughs> we've got some defense ready. Um, Obviously, there's been no women's game recently. We're on international break at the moment. But as we do tend to talk about England on this channel quite a bit, the She Believes Cup is of course, here. Of course. Halfway, three quarters of the way through? Two thirds. Two thirds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're just going to talk about those games a little bit and sort of discuss what the feeling around England's camp at the moment is. Because I know there's a lot of people, especially on social media, who aren't necessarily happy with the setup at the moment and a sort of, I wouldn't say calling, but a looking for some sort of change. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of been sparked by that USA game. So we'll sort of go into that one first. A 2-0 loss, stupid o'clock in the morning, by the way. I was not happy about that <laughs> because I actually really wanted to watch that game. But I go to bed at 10.30 and no way on hell was I staying up until like 2 o'clock in the morning watching it. So I kind of got the backlash after the, the morning after after I'd watched yeah. like the whole game on record the next day. Um, two nil. I, th- I think the main frustration from the game was that it's kind of epitomised what's gone wrong since the World Cup. Because oh, yeah. since since the defeat against the USA in the semi final, where could have taken this extra time, obviously with Steph Howland's penalty, Ellen um, White's disallowed goal. goal. Um, it's just been. It feels like it's just been backward steps yeah. ever since. And I think the 2-0 defeat kind of epitomised that yeah. that feeling to, towards the team at the moment. Because since, since that game, um, since the semi-final in Lyon, it's been three wins out of ten games. Yeah. And uh, obviously a lot of defeats to go along, to go yeah. along with that as well. Um, and the performance as a whole, look, there was a stronger squad. The World Cup. Yeah. The ha- this has been a bit of a transitional period, a bit of a transitional tournament. A younger squad chose Mike Phil Neville, but um, still, it was it, it was not a competitive performance yeah. overall. There, there were chances in the first half. There were chances, but then in the second half, the USA showed their, their experience, their class, Quality, yeah. and they, they were able to to dominate the yeah. game and scored two quick fire goals to to kill us off. I kind of agree with you, like. When we was going into that semi-final against the USA, like England had such a nice journey up yeah. until that point. And I think I especially, I was like, you know what? I don't think the USA are that much better than us at this point. Like uh, I yeah. genuinely had so much confidence going into that game. And then 
we lost it and I was like okay some things didn't go our way fair enough but we were toe-to-toe -to -toe -to -toe with them for the majority of the game and I just think they had that final factor they yeah. had that little bit more fitness and things like that but looking at that game the other week they genuinely from start to finish outclassed us the whole of the game and you're thinking the World Cup wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. So how can a team go from yeah. being not dominant, but really good in possession, really good out of possession, to looking, they couldn't even hold the back four sometimes. They were literally on the ropes. And yet they also still chose to play out from the back, even when it doesn't work. It's just like, <laughs> how, I, who I, makes these decisions? I, I don't quite understand. If, if, if as a team you're not confident playing out of the back, I just think, whilst I do think going forward it's the way football will develop, it's the way football will go, if you can't do it, don't do it. That, that, that's my mantra. Um, in the semi-final, I thought, to start off with, they were rabbits in the headlights. Um, obviously, USA get the early goal, get back into it, Ellen, gets back into it through Ellen White. But yeah. England kind of grew into that game. You know, they recognised almost a bit too late. They recognised that they were there on their own merit. They were there because they deserved to be there. As I say, for the game in Orlando, I, I just, as I say, I didn't feel it. I didn't no, feel like there was I a agree, sense of belonging yeah. from the squad. That a bit of rabbits in the head. Yeah, like yeah. Me. Again. Um, I didn't feel like there was a sense of the squad thinking, right, we're here, or well, we, we are up against these on merit, we're up against these because we're good enough. Um, and in the second half, it was very much a case of the USA keeping under arm's mm. length. Um, two, no, two, two great finishes, although oh, I, I, I will finish. continue to argue that Kylo was offside because if you, if you watch it, it, it's one of them where she's coming back from offside position yeah. and then going back on. Um, but end of the day, two, two great goals, and I think that it was kind of kicking the stuffing out of England. Um, but Alex Scott quite rightly said that we're just not in the same bracket. No. Just not in the same bracket. USA will have this conveyor belt because of kind of how... Obviously, I think we're taking it seriously, but they're taking it seriously to another level. Um, and I think... It's because there were... The thing is, for me, they have a new manager, yet they're still... There's been no... Like, we're talking about the transition yeah. period of, of the England team now, but there is... It feels like there's not been a transition period. They've not lost a game since the World Cup. No. And they've changed manager and they've changed staff. Like, I can't remember her name, but the new fitness coach for England has, has left them and come to us. So they've got new staff in that sense as well. And yet they're still, week after week, When When, as a group of players, you know, you, know, you know how good you are. I think there's plenty of examples of a new manager going in with a good squad and then almost trying to implement their decision. Mm -hmm. I think the USA are strong enough to say, no, this is how we know we're going to play. We're going to continue to play this way. And I think we are kind of showing that. For, for England and Phil Neville, I can't, I can't really put my finger on it, to be honest with you, in terms of what, what has been so different. Because even that you know, the third, fourth place playoff at the World Cup, win that and then you're finishing third yeah. two consecutive tournaments. You could argue because they finished fourth, it's a step back again. Even though another semi-final of the World yeah. Cup, it is you know, progression. Although obviously finishing yeah. fourth as opposed to third isn't. The problem I have is when I look at the team play, albeit I struggle to watch England sometimes, just dependent on what what else is going on in my life at the moment. Especially I, I found it so difficult to, to sort of watch these games with the time that I've had. But when I have watched them. I just feel like there's no identity. There's no, in my opinion, like Phil Neville has a lot better football knowledge than I do. But from actual players who plays the game and who, who, who loves the game of football, I just don't see the tactics. I don't see it. Yeah. When I look at Liverpool men, for example, I know we use them as a prime example each time, but it's because we see them week <laughs> in, week out, and we know them best. Yeah. 
they have a clear identity. They yeah. have players who know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly where the other player in comparison to them is going to be on the pitch. With England, it does not feel like that. There's no sort of fluidity well, throughout he, the team. Even like chopping and changing, like for example, Leah Williamson on this tour. She's played right back and centre mid, but not centre back. Yeah. So again, just little things like that, you're kind of wondering where is this identity? What is, is Phil Neville trying to get players used to new positions that they would never play for their club? I, I remember in the build-up to the World Cup, again, Lucy Bronze playing oh, in midfield. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> Do not. Because <laughs> I will be subject. here all day. Sensitive subject. It's just, why would, you, yeah. why would you not play the best right-back in the world in right-back? Yeah. That yeah. was just like, that's, that's the question, but he never seemed to have an answer. It was I, just like, oh, I she's really dynamic. Well, yeah. He's, he's always struck me as being quite, or kind of bullish in the role. Um, I he, think he, he quite likes to be controversial. Yeah. I really do. I, I often say a lot of federations in, in various sports want a yes man at the head of their national team. I think he's the complete opposite. I don't think, he's, I don't think he, you can call him a yes man at all, Phil Neville. I think he is unique with his own opinions. I think yeah. he, he wants to enforce them a lot. Um, it could turn out that the win against Japan was a lot more important than a 1-0 win in a, she believes Cup suggests, just to kind of get back on that right, the right path. Mm. But I think because he is so original with his opinions and his ideas, I think we all get a little bit confused and just in terms of trying to figure out what he's trying to do in the first place. Because I don't think he always explains it in the right way, or in, in a clear enough way for us to kind of know what direction the team's taken, if you get me. Yeah, and I know what you mean. I think it's just frustrating is yeah. like the biggest thing because obviously... And that, that, that's not having a go at Phil Neville. That's just saying no, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, a bit, yeah. I'm a bit confused by, no, I think by this kind of system. No, I think a bit confused about some of the decisions that he makes and some of the things that he comes out with, like, we'll go on to talk about it, but he said, I'll know when my time is ready to leave. And it's like, well, in the build is, of, yeah. is that you thinking about leaving? Is that you... Soon gonna be leaving, in or the build is up that to an Olympics, just you trying to the build up to a, a, a Euros? That's it's not it's, it's, the best preparation for. It doesn't for the really players. fill you with great confidence, I think. No, but it's unless it's the, communication you, with the players yeah. obviously better than it is to the media. Then you, you, you would might imagine. be throwing like a double bluff. You never, you never really know. But I don't really want to be playing that sort of game when it comes <laughs> to like an Olympics or whatever it is. But like you kind of mentioned the the Japan game, and I didn't watch this game. I've watched some of the highlights and apparently there wasn't very many to choose there from. Um, <laughs> no. um, they, Ellen White got a goal, yeah. did a nice little goggle celebration, love that celebration. Um, only one goal and it kind of came from a Japan's mistake. Yeah. It, it wasn't from no. open play it, sort of thing. Bit of a mixed bag in terms of the team as well. The youngest, well it was, it was average age of 21. The starting 11 as well so that kind of, <laughs> you know, wow. it, it kind of shows the whole tournament as a whole where again, whereas winning and won it, I feel, whilst there had been some young players blooded in, I, feel, I thought Phil Neville maybe used this tournament a bit more in terms of a friendly idea as, he, as, opposed, yeah. to, as opposed to when England won it. Um, that surprises me though, because they, like England as a whole holds the Sheep Blue Cup in mm -hmm. good, in good um, yeah. what do you call it? Height? Good? Um, what's the word? I don't know, I'm trying to prestige. figure out what <laughs> Prestige. They hold, they put yeah. it quite high up the list yeah. to say yeah. it is a bit of a friendly realistically yeah, and yeah. obviously going into it as holders as well they want to do as much as they can yeah but i think you're right I mean, by saying like when the team came out um a few weeks ago now the whole squad there is a lot of young mm -hmm. players in there and i love to see that because yeah. i think that they deserve the opportunity and 
that's probably the only time now until yeah. the Olympics, until the Euros, that they're going to really get the chance to shine. So I won't be surprised if you see a Lauren Hemp or a Chloe Kelly or no, a Sandy McIver in the yeah. in the team come the Euros. But it just feels a bit like, yeah. the, what, but, what's going on? <laughs> when, when I saw the squad as a whole, and one of the players you mentioned there, Sandy McIver, like... In terms of what I've only seen from her, she she came in and she came into Everton, mm-hmm. um, obviously because I do Everton games as well. She started a few games, which I was surprised by. But I think I chatting to Willie Kirk, I think it's kind of the idea that Everton now they're in that solid mid-table zone, no danger of relegation, not kind of trouble the top yeah. three. So there's cup games as well. So the cup games are Everton's priority for the rest of the season. But then Sandy's kind of getting a bit more experience. I was surprised to see her in this squad, pure, too, yeah. purely because again. It got explained that it was a kind of an experience thing as opposed to the quality of the goalkeepers. I remember him saying about Mary Earps and how hard it was for her to take being left out. But again, he said... It, I was it, surprised by yeah. that as well, actually. It's not for her to say, oh, she's not good enough now. It's just for her to say, look, you, your time will come again. There's just, mm. just the experience side of it. Um, the goal, um, just to go back to it, look, it, it's picked up. Good ball from Duggan. The, the, the two experienced heads, if you like, ball, in, yeah. in, in, in the front, uh, in the front uh, or in the attack for England. And a good finish from Ellen White, we know what she's capable of. Um, but just, you go through the team uh, against Japan. So, Roebuck, again, very talented young goalkeeper. I personally believe coming to the Euros, I think she'll be England's number one. Yeah. I think she'll take an, I think she'll take that step to she's, become England's number yeah. one. Daily Houghton, Bright, Stokes, pretty established. I thought, you know, Stokes is obviously still very young. Walsh, um, then Kelly, Nobbs, Stanway, Hemp, across across a midfield five with Beth England. And if you want to call Beth England experienced at the age of 20, I know she's still in the very premature stages of her England career. Chloe Kelly can't sing her praises enough from what I've seen of her this season. She has had injury problems in the past, but when you watch Everton, just her her ability, she's so direct. I mean, I when I spoke to her, I spoke to her prior to the uh, the original date for the women's derby, and I, I said to her, "Do you feel that you are England's? Sorry, sorry. Do you feel that you're Everton's?" kind of focal point of the yeah. attack. And she said that she doesn't, which I think... Maybe, Probably a way to relieve yeah, pressure yeah, herself. Yeah, a bit that, of a way yeah. to relieve pressure from herself. But she, you know, she is Everton's shining light. She really is. She has been fantastic for them this season. I was so um, glad she didn't play against us at the Anfield derby because I feel like it would have <laughs> been... Again, she was suspended. I, mean, I know we lost, she, but she, I feel she, yeah. like it would have been she, I think she's worse. she's using that as... Well, she says she's using that as motivation as yeah. well for, oh, for yeah. the Goodison derby in a few weeks' time, which of, yeah. of course she would. Of course she oh, would. Yeah. Um, but her, you know, her and Hemp going forward. I think if you kind of make a front three out of it, I think that that's a, I think that's very exciting going yeah. forward from an England perspective. So, whilst this tournament can be seen as a bit negative, especially for the USA performance and part of the Japan performance, there is still young blood yeah. being brought through. There are positives to take out of it. Lauren Hemp, oh my geez, yeah, she so, is incredible. Yeah, the way she played against Kelly O'Hara is probably one of the best USA uh, defenders that. They've got, I mean, Crystal Dunn's obviously in, in amongst that as well. But the way she was just able to turn it, leave her, yeah. create like what it seemed like seven yards between her and her and the goal and then cut in and get, get balls into the middle of the box. It's just like she, I feel like she's, is she 20, 19? I think or is so, it 18? Yeah. <laughs> 18, 19 or 20 <laughs> in that range. But either way, she was she was the the spark in that team, especially against the USA. I can't account for the for the Japan game, well, but everyone she, everyone is singing her praises. She had a one on one as well, which she should have tucked away. Uh, but it was a good save from the goalkeeper. But um, again, she'll be a big part about mm. England. It, it just makes you remember that we're not 
well, obviously we can't because she's injured, but we're, talk, we're not talking about Beth Mead here as well. I <laughs> like, I remember, I've, she would have started. I've seen her twice her, I this. I, I feel kind of responsible for this because I've seen her twice this season, and twice she's been injured. In the okay. game. <laughs> Obviously, the um, the game at, at Chester, and then that I was, was at I was at the Everton yeah. Arsenal game earlier this season where where she got injured again. Um, but again, she she'd probably go into this team as well. I feel like we'll have to find a way to get her into this side as well. Um, but Lauren Hemp, yeah, she she'll only go from from strength to strength, and that it looks like she can play on either side as yeah. well. And I know I said about the USA having a conveyor belt. There is a conveyor belt for England, but it's about how well it's managed. Yeah, how it's used. And that yeah. that's one of his responsibilities. Where sometimes just rein back a little bit on mm. how yeah. you know kind of for, forefront he is with yeah. uh, with his opinions and that. But um, still, it, it's not. A losing tournament as such. England have a win on the board. They're not going to you know, get wiped out or anything like that. Um, and Spain, I have to say, I didn't know how they'd fare against Japan, but 1-3-1 should have done, well, probably should have won by more. Japan are a team in a bit of a transitional stage down to 10th in the world now. Um, they didn't have a great World Cup, did they? No, a long way from when they Their won best, it back in yeah. 2000, uh, 2011. Um, but it, it, it's, how, how would you kind of, assess it just because it does feel like a step back as the, as it has just been since the World Cup but again you still think there's things as we've mentioned there for things to build on there's definitely positives to take out of it um, I think it's kind of hard to see the positives when you sort of look at the performances and yeah. you're like well it's kind of not the standard how that England it, set yeah. themselves how kind of been. like especially how much of a spectacle the World Cup was in itself like you were hoping they'd come off that defeat yes okay they had a bit of a World Cup hangover, but that's well and truly should have yeah, been the, over the, by yeah, now. The, yeah, there's no excuses for that. You can't keep you can't keep blaming it on the fact that oh they've, they've they've been affected by this. At the end of the day, they're professional athletes. They do get knocked down, but it's how well they get up again. And I just feel like England just yeah. haven't really got up onto their two feet yet. Well, I think well, Leanne Sanderson kind of I think she took the right attitude because she showed no real sympathy towards no, it. No, to it's brilliant. And she I, just I, said I, it how yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I, it was quite ref, it was quite refreshing yeah. to see her on TV. Just uh, the whole of the last she week basically or so. just said it's but, not good enough, and we're all like, oh yeah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I can't stand it when some of the media say you know, kind of maybe dodge around. They try to take their yeah. own back yeah. sometimes. Yeah, don't but they, yeah. sometimes like again, Roy Keane for example, he, he's just fantastic. He just says how it is, and Leanne Sanderson, she was just great. Just said yeah. how it was the other day, and going forwards. Well, the Olympics, hopefully they'll happen in the first place. That's oh that's uh, that's that's a topic for something Another else. Another day. Yeah. Um, and but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just just fingers fingers crossed. Yeah. I think momentum just need a bit. Yeah. They just need to get yeah. the ball rolling. And obviously, like Spain's tonight, um, quarter past nine kickoff. It will be on BBC. Couldn't tell you exactly what channel, but I know it's definitely on BBC. Did you see that channel channel changing that happened in Japan? Started on one BBC channel, then went to the other after the first half, and it was like, what? Anyways, that's for another discussion as well. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, there's a there's a lot coming up yeah. that this England team needs to be ready for, and I'm pretty sure that that squad that went to the Shebelees will inevitably change when it comes to the Euros, when it comes to the Olympics. Yeah. Obviously, the Scotland players come in well. Well, again, Bro Lucy Bronze as well. Obviously, yeah. it's her first first miss. squad in about a million years that she's missed. So. <laughs> Even just players, just like that, coming back in, and it's just you've yeah. got to stay stay positive in the sense, and then hopefully yeah. Phil's got a got a clue of what's going on. He's got that. a master plan. Yeah, he's got. He's, he's, he's yeah. just toying with us. Yes, he he's just having a laugh, isn't he? Um, on like the uh, the topic of international teams, something that came out during this week yeah. 
is the US women's soccer team, the 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 USA's FA equivalent, I believe, um, has the US, the United States Soccer Federation. There you go. Um, they have allowed equal pay for the women's the women's team games that they yeah. play, but I believe it is only games that are under the federation's control, so within the US, the country mm -hmm. of the US. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking about it? Do you think this will sort of be like a domino effect for other teams, other federations of different countries to sort of jump on the same thing? I think it's another step forward. Yeah. Uh, I certainly do. Um, I've always said that I think the, the first thing that should be focused on is regards to internationals in terms of bonuses, things like that. I'll, I'll I've, said, I've mentioned it before, but I'll refer back to USA, obviously winning it and then getting something quite a, a paltry amount compared to USA men's team reaching the last 16 in, in 2014 mm -hmm. um, against Belgium. Uh, I think that the internationals are where we should kind of base this argument off, first of all. Um, there is still a, 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 a sizable gap with regards to, to prize money as well. I think, uh, well, as I said here, the FIFA awarded $400 million in terms of prize money for the Men's World Cup, as opposed to around 30 for the women's, but Gianni Infantino has suggested doubling that at least for the next World Cup, which again, that would be a step. Um, I think a lot of federations are looking towards Australia as a kind of trailblazer for obviously off you know, with them doing equal pay for, mm -hmm. for Socceroos and Matildas games, um, which again, that that's a huge step forward. Interesting that it hasn't been received overly well, this offer, I think, by, uh, yeah. by, by some of the members of the, uh, the women's. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Squad. I think they just hold themselves higher. Yeah. And which is fair play to them. They've won four World Cups by now. It should have probably happened a long time ago. Um, but as we sort of know, 
within this country especially it is such a slow process and it happens over a majority yeah. of time and I think they're well in their rights to be annoyed about the situation but on the other hand they should probably benefit from the fact that the ball's now rolling yeah. they've got what they initially set out to get yeah and although they do deserve more don't get me wrong they deserve yeah. so much more than what they're already getting I think with time that'll come and I like you'll go into but some of them are not happy with even just getting yeah. equal pay, which is which which just shows how much the women's games yeah. come on and how much how high highly they regard themselves. And I think confidence in women's football is a massive, massive thing. Well, I think you've alluded to it there, where the ball is now rolling, so don't don't stop the ball in its tracks. Yeah. Don't. Not not. I'm trying to use the right word here, but not ignorant as such. But now that now the ball is rolling and these offers are coming, don't kind of shut down that road obviously negotiate them but don't say no kind mm -hmm. of thing use them as further leverage i think that i think that's important um because if the more prize money comes into the world cup as it should it's getting more it's getting more recognition there'll be more revenue and that's where this you know, more money will come into it through that if you want to compare it to well, some things over here with the um say with the women's super league obviously mm -hmm. prize money for the first time this season hundred thousand pounds again that in terms of the world of women's football is a step forward with regards to finances as well. Um, but I, I, I completely get where you're coming from and there is um, a, a deal for the men uh, ending, well, it ended at the age, uh, 2018 as well. So there is some negotiation going on for that as well. But I, th I think it's interesting that the US Soccer Federation, I mentioned to you earlier, they've actually pointed out some things that the women's team get that the men's team don't. Oh, wow. the, the, there, are, there are some things such as like obviously pregnancy, which men's team can't, can't cover for that but um stuff like you know um, guaranteed annual salaries medical dental insurance um child care assistance as well that's what the that's what the women's team get covered as opposed to the men's team they don't get covered that kind of thing um so the u.s soccer federation not using it saying you get this they don't but that's just something that they're pointing out in terms of yeah if you're looking for equality yeah um so there is still plenty of negotiating to do but i believe that this is something that should be seen as a positive yeah. Even you know, I know the USA saying it's only only under our control, but nevertheless, it wasn't even at that stage before. Yeah. So um, I it's do. It's a step yeah. in the right in, yeah. the, in the in the right direction, and I personally hope that other teams sort of follow because at the end of the day, they're playing the same game. Why yeah. are they not getting For the same? same amount of Especially internationally, I think it's yeah. different domestically. For the same federation. Of, yeah, I think it's it's different domestically. Like no way on earth are Liverpool women going to be paid the same as Liverpool men just purely because they don't generate the same amount of money. And I think if you're making it um, absolute to the team and what they sort of generate, I think something came out last week that Liverpool women lost three point no 316k through, through the 28-19 season, which is quite a yeah. big loss for to say how much they actually bring in to begin with. But when you're sort of looking at internationally, I think it's a much easier task to yeah. create equal pay than when you're looking at domestically within the same club for yeah. sure. So I think... It'd be nice if England women did it, but I think USA are just so much higher up in what yeah. they've won, how they go about their own business and things like that, that I can see it happening with other yeah. federations, but I don't see it happening yet. Yeah, no, I, I, with regards to the, the FA over here, I think one, one of my main things, certainly the re, obviously how they got transported out to the She Believes, I 
I'm not. I don't, that doesn't sit easy with me in terms mm. of their travel. They they should have been for me like a first class kind of travel. Did they just go in a normal plane? Yeah, they, yeah, basically. How that, dare that, they? That that for me you know, again, the men's team would get that sort of yeah. quality, wouldn't they? And that for me, when they're under the same federation, travel is the bare minimum that you should get in terms of the same it's quality. It's not like the FA can't afford it. No, exactly. Um, so that for me, again, that's even a step that should be yeah. you know, very high on the FA's agenda in terms of the travelling to and from games. Uh, but certainly this for the USA could be a good set a good standard for around the globe. Yeah, 100%. Well, before we get on to anything else, I just wanted to quickly mention that it was International Women's Day on the Sunday just gone. And... Um, me and Lauren had a fabulous yeah, day. So we yeah, you had a great time. It was amazing. So like we started off in Hotel T. I don't know if you've been, it's the hotel that's near Anfield. And it was the sort of launch of this new initiative that's Live Girls International. And it, the basically what, what its aim is to create like a safe environment for Liverpool female football fans, whether that's the men's team or the women's team, to go meet new people, converse about the games, because a lot of women feel like they don't fit in necessarily. Like I've never personally had this problem because I've always been surrounded by like my family who, mm-hmm. my dad and my brother obviously who are boys, the people that I go to, like I'm in this office now and there's, there's, there's three other <laughs> yeah. boys in here. Like I've never personally felt that, but some in other countries, some girls in other countries, for example, don't have anyone to talk to the football about. They don't have mates that are football fans that are female. So um, this initiative has been created to allow all these people from different countries to meet in Liverpool, well, which is which is what happened. So many people. There's a woman from Jamaica there, a, like a group of, of women that have done this for six years now, travelling from Norway to Anfield, doing all the tours and things. And this is a, like the first time these people yeah. have come across and seen the stadium. Like we're quite us sat here now are quite lucky. Like I could probably walk ten minutes and I'm at Anfield's doorstep <laughs> and it's like, wow, I'm yeah. I'm quite lucky and some people never get to experience that. So that initiative sort of gets people over, gets them interacting and yeah, just the yeah. amount of stories you hear from, from different people that don't live in the UK who talk about football, who talk about the club and things like that. It was just incredible. Well I, I remember there was an article a month or two ago where I was saying about Football talk in the workplace could be oh, um, cut, could be cut. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Could, yeah. could, could be cut down to accommodate Ooh. more women in terms of workplace chat. Where I where I work, so I, I, I chat to loads of women about football yeah. because everyone everyone loves it. Literally, so yeah. I, I I remember just, I remember saying to them as well um, that were working with me. And I said so basically we're not allowed to talk about our job anymore <laughs> like it, it just blew my mind really yeah. that because then for me I see like you and Lauren like you're kind of setting the standard really for you know, for young women in the future to talk about Liverpool both the men's and women's team like the you know, 80 episodes awards to show for it you're setting a standard mm. so all why would do, you not talk to fo- yeah. football about with us do you know yeah. what I mean it was a, it, that was a weird so what, article in the, itself. You know, all you need to do is look at what you guys are doing, and whoever was going to write that article probably should have deleted it and started something else. Started something else. Exactly. But um, no, fantastic initiative. It really um, was, and like we all walked across with each other to Anfield, then like went up, went into the executive lounge. Oh my god, how nice. the other half live! Ridiculous. <laughs> our main stand so, is Centenary here. Is that main? Main, is that stand, main stand, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we like we went in. There's like a European Cup replica that everyone was getting a photo with, lifting it up in the air, like. But like what the 
I pointed this out, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I pointed this out to someone, and I was just saying, like, we were, that women were in a room chanting, ale, ale, ale. I have never, ever been in that position before. Like, it's usually, you, it's men that, yeah. that chant that song, and it's not saying women can't do that, but it was just women. The tone was so much better. <laughs> like, they, it sounded so much better. But it was just like, I'm stood here with a load of Liverpool, like, female yeah. Liverpool fans, and we're all just chanting, singing along, like, having a great time. And then it just, like, that set the standard throughout the whole night, like, there was a lot of. Um, would you have guests. stopped unless you weren't? Uh, as in, would you have just carried on if you weren't oh, yeah. told to stop? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was it was brilliant. So much yeah. passion in the room. It was incredible. And then, loads of different um, guest speakers. So, Peter Moore came in, did a really nice presentation about basically how much Liverpool women, like female fans, are valued and how much they should feel a part of this whole one club mentality. Obviously, Vicky Jepson was there as well. Interestingly, we have got this on video. So. There is reasoning behind this. Evidence. She has said that there is an announcement coming out in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it's about, but there's something that's going to be out in the next few weeks. So stay tuned to us because I'm sure we'll break it when we know what it is. So I'm interested to know what that is. Obviously, in the situation we're in at the moment, I don't really know what it could be, whether it's a new restructure, whether it's something to do with the training facilities. I literally have not a clue. But she's said that. And then she looked at Peter Moore while saying it, so I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So that was really yeah. cool. And then Phil Thompson had shared some stories. Oh, it was so he's, oh, so he's, I was, I'm not jealous, not at all. But uh, no, that some that that that, that, that class about that class. Shankly and everything like that. Yeah. Oh, incredible. But um, interesting that you say about that. Obviously, with the Everton announcement in last week as well. Yeah. Last week or so as well, with them saying that they are eager to help the women's team compete for trophies um, again. Willie Kirk has made it obvious this season that Everton's aim is to get to Wembley in the FA Cup. Huge game against Chelsea, huge task against Chelsea in the quarter-final, but that is something that they're aiming for. And uh, Denise Barrett-Baxendale, she said um, as well mm-hmm. that there will be that close connection. They've been at Finch Farm all season. Speaking, I've spoken to Nessa Kargman, Gabby George, Chloe Kelly, as I said earlier. They've all said that being at Finch Farm has improved them massively just for kind of even walking around the men's team and just connecting with them Carlo Ancelotti's watched some of their training sessions yeah, as well he's spoken to them a few yeah. times I, I, I can't imagine like for, for the girls for Liverpool girls you know, for Klopp to oversee some of their training sessions would, you know, it, it would mean so much it would it's, it would. it's, it's um, nothing as well it's what an hour yeah. if that out of, out of the day I think that's a massive thing that I kind of hold my hands and be like wow Everton you actually smashed that they have really, really yeah. looked after their women's team, invested in the women's team, and that whole new. Well, you've seen a progression of, of the last it. year. Oh yeah, so, they the, almost got relegated, yeah. and now look at yeah. them—they're they're, well, they're not flying, but they're. Well, 12, 12 points last season overall, and they've already smashed. Well, they smashed through that a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and I have seen firsthand the evolution of it, mm. and it is remarkable. So, if there's some sort of focus from Liverpool to say, right, we're going to knuckle down now, a make sure there's no relegation, B, then push the team forward after that. Yeah. Really be for the positive. But be very interesting to hear what that announcement is. I sort of feel like obviously we go back to twenty thirteen, fourteen when Liverpool won Liverpool and won the, the league back to back. I don't necessarily feel like this is gonna sound really weird and I'm trust me on it, just I'm give ready. me a second to explain it. I don't think they've gone backwards. I just think everyone else has caught up to them and they've just now 
fair enough, we lost about a gazillion and one players, which Vicky actually spoke about in that interview. She's like, we lost 11 great players. And I was like, come on, girl. But I just think the standard now is raised so much. Liverpool have kind of just fallen behind. Yeah. And they've, they've not really realised it until yeah. now. We're sitting bottom of the table, potentially getting relegated. I don't think they've realised yeah. how good the other teams have you, actually got and taken into consideration how much other teams have started to invest into it. And they've only now just figured out, and it's sort of slightly too late for this season especially, yeah. and probably for last season as well. Even when you look at Manchester United creating the women's team last year and yeah. getting promoted the first time of asking and then doing so well yeah. this season. Proving um, their worth, really. Yeah, they're proving their worth. But again, they're a team that in the in space of no time, you could argue, have overtaken have overtaken Liverpool. And Casey Stoney has said that she she thinks Liverpool are well, it would be disastrous for the women's super league it for really Liverpool was. to get relegated. Um so I think the club as a whole need to know it or need to take notice of that. Um and again Equally they need to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. And the only way they can do that is investment. Like let, let, let's yeah. money talks. It, it it, it's a bit of a. It's a shame it's got yeah. to that point, but yeah. how how do you want how else do you expect yeah. the game to grow? Yeah, it, it's a cynical way, but end of the day, now, sport. I think we've all just got to accept sport. About you know, it's a short, it's a shortish career. Yeah. Um, compared to a lot of under, a lot of other industries, um, so it is about making money, making money while you can, and the yeah. only way you can do that is through investment. So as I say, it'll be interesting in the next few weeks to hear what, hear what to hear what I, is being I said. I could not tell you what it is. I really, really want to know what it is. I reckon, I reckon, you know, I reckon you just... I genuinely not. haven't got a Scooby, and I can't lie. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you just made it look like I know what it is, but I genuinely I'm, have I'm no not, idea. I'm not the one panicking. See that sweat? <laughs> I'm not the one panicking. Oh, anyways, um, that kind of moves in well into wrapping it up in terms of we are in the international break. When we get back... I'm not going to lie to you, it's not looking great in terms of fixture-wise. Yeah. Man City, as soon as we get back. Everton at Goodison Park midweek. Reading, Spurs, Brighton, Chelsea. And we tried to think about this before. We're not too sure when the Man United game and then Birmingham as well is rearranged. So we have eight fixtures. Some are good. Some are beatable. Doable. We can get that. Some, I think, are going to be difficult. And we're going to need to start picking out the one-pointers. Yeah. And it, then the three points and realise yeah. how we're going to sort of make this work. It's so. eight cup finals. Really. It really is, which it, is it, horrible. It's, it's quite literally eight cup finals. Um, and going into the West Ham game, I really thought that was you know, a good chance because that, that first half against Arsenal um, was the best I've seen from Liverpool this season. It really, really was. I thought yeah. I thought they were superb in that first half against Arsenal. I think they shouldn't have even gone into the break level. They should have gone into it arguably 2 nil up. It was yeah. two really poor goals to concede. Um it, it, it made me laugh just because Liverpool had to work so hard for their goals through Babajide and Furness, but then they give away two really sloppy ones as well. In the second half, I just felt I was just kind of running out of steam, really. And going into they the West, were just, yeah, yeah. just out of it. Yeah. They were absolutely knackered by that West Ham game. West Ham game. West Ham game. <laughs> I was going to say game, but said Ham. Um, going into the West Ham game, um, I genuinely thought that was a chance to get that win, get another good win on the board. I didn't see I didn't see a four well going four nil down I didn't see that and then Fenes made it look respectable if you like getting two goals back late on but I, I didn't see going four nil behind in the first place 
Um, and that's that, a big scoreline. We it, had we had one of the best defenses in the league yeah, until yeah. That, that game came about. It, it, that is a step back. That really is a step back. Um, but she she's been a massive positive. Rachel Finesse scored for, oh no, God, scored for Northern yeah. Ireland as well. Um, it's the aggression, yeah. and you can just yeah. see it when she scores a goal in her face. Like, oh yeah, she's just up up for anything. And yeah. I'm, I, I've said this so many times. I'll be honest. And when we first signed her in January, I was like, "Why have we signed her? We, that's the least of our worries as <laughs> a midfield player." But now I'm like, I couldn't have wished for it any, yeah. any better. She's a player that if the ball to stay up, she needs to be on top of her game. Um, and I don't know how many. I don't know how many free hits. You could say there are. I know you say about Man City then, but then I don't think any of them are free ex- exactly. Hit and they're in a relegation yeah. battle here. Yeah. With, there's about four teams that are still in it, and also if it comes to it, we have Chelsea on the last game yeah. of the season away from home. Yeah. And if it and that, all comes that, down to that game, that's just that could be not a title. That go. could be for them the title decider. Exactly. So, so you'll want to be wrapping up this relegation yeah. at least three games in. You yeah. want to be as well away as possible as you can. Yeah. Yeah, there are uh, the huge ones. Even like you say, Everton at Goodison Park, great atmosphere, great opportunity, chance for revenge. The United one at home as well is yeah. going to be massive because yeah. I genuinely feel if we'd have played them when we did, we might have won that the, game. The United game because they just came off the yeah. back of losing. Is that their Bristol, their so. season now is at a funny stage because they're not in the FA Cup, um, and they can't challenge the top three. So yeah. their, their season's at a very funny stage, yeah. to be honest with you. But I saw them against Everton before the international break, and they were superb. They really, really yeah. were. They really were very good. That's not what we wanted. Minus, <laughs> minus Lauren James, I have to say. Um, not so, good. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Birmingham game, the Brighton game, they're the games where if you want to, if you want to gamble and say other teams aren't going to pick up too many more points, they're the two ones you have to say are wins. But yeah, eight cup finals. Uh, indeed, it's just horrible to even think about, to be honest with you. But we stay believing until the end, isn't it? Of course, of course. We always do. And like, just going back to when Vicky was speaking, she spoke so much about like, come on, get behind, yeah. get behind them, sort of things. Like, we're sat in a room of of female Liverpool fans, and we're almost trying to have to tell them as well, come on, like, get yeah. get to the women's games, because not a lot of them actually knew about the women's team, which I was quite surprised about, because as a as a woman myself, a woman. <laughs> you, yes, you are a woman. <laughs> um, a girl. Uh, I just follow both because I am a girl with men's football and I enjoy men's yeah. football at the same time. So I kind of look at them both and I, it kind of made me realise, OK, maybe not everyone sort of thinks yeah. the way I do. But I think that there's a massive... There is pressure now on Vicky especially. Yeah. Like... And, and and the players to a certain extent like some of the performances have not been good enough but it, now yeah. they've had a break they're 100% refreshed maybe some of the ones that have been on international break will have a bit more game time mm. in them but there's absolutely no reason now why they can't just push on and do as much as they physically can yeah. to sort of keep them because it would be absolute grave shame to the league if Liverpool got relegated and when you've got the respect you've got the respect of other managers Kirk and Stoney have, you know, they've actively said Emma that the Liverpool well. squad's better yeah, that the squad's better than bottom and I think it'd be a very blase attitude obviously don't want relegation but we've seen in the Continental Cup in Liverpool's group this season that there is quality in the championship as yeah. well so it'd be a very blase attitude to say go back down to get better and come back up because there, as I say that there is quality in that in the mm-hmm. second division yeah. so um yeah, the, the you know, get together. I think there's enough confidence in there as well. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a, a team lacking in confidence. 
just it's the old adage of putting the ball in the back of the net. Exactly, that's what we need to do. Um, but that's about it today. Thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure as always. Me and Lauren, maybe we'll be back next week together. Who actually knows at this point? We never <laughs> know until the up. day before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've had a good good chat there. Let us know your thoughts about anything that we've discussed today. And, uh, and the England stuff, that's quite interesting. Quite, yeah. I'd quite like to know what other people think about that because obviously we've sort of said what we need to say. And uh, if anyone disagrees... Let us know. It'd be nice to have a little Bring bit of discussion. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. If you were listening, thanks for watching. If you were watching, and we will be back soon. Oh, wait, no. I always forget this. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. There we go. There we go. Uh, and we'll be back soon with another video. See ya. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.